Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Drama Free Podcast. For your mama. Good evening, Drama Free Beer Radio listeners. Uh, we have a wonderful show for tonight. Uh, I'd like to thank you all in advance for uh, listening to us. And uh, um, as always, my name is Chad Stevenson. We've got my co host here, Joey Hamilton, Chris Butler, and Steve Aspara. And uh, Steve is going to take it today, so I'll hand it over to him. Steve? What's up, everyone? We we need to do one of those uh, one of those intros. We're gonna get one soon. And uh, thanks for having me back after my absence last week. Uh, you guys did. I, I want to talk about last week because I listened to it the next day. I had Devils tickets. They lost, of course, because every time I go to a game, they like to lose. Um, but I wanted to. I was really excited. I was bummed that I missed the interview, and then I was really excited to listen to it. And you guys did a killer job. So kudos to all of you uh, talking to our. Our uh, get our first like well besides Kirby I guess our second really big head brewer guest um, I've never had a narrow gauge beer but you guys seem to love it uh, it was a good draw I think you guys did a good job so thank you ra- round of applause to everyone from New Jersey that was some uh, Griffin yeah, Loki <laughs> uh, what what's everyone drinking I'll start I'm I'm drinking a beer that I got in the mail today from Joey, uh, Strange Claw Cerebral Brewing. Uh, this is also my first Cerebral beer. Um, yeah, uh, I, I, I see you posting them a lot. Anytime someone asks you about Denver, you always uh, suggest them, right? That is correct. It is my uh, my favorite Denver brewery. That's saying something because Denver has a lot, and uh, I've been to a lot in Denver, and this is actually really good. I just had my first sip, and uh, big fan, 6.2. Really soft, really light, uh, but still hoppy and juicy and punchy, and I like it. What are you drinking, Chad? Uh, I cracked. I'm still drinking the beer that I cracked in the uh, pre-podcast uh, roll call that I threw up there. All y'all from Prairie Martinez and Nails. Um, pretty damn good. I, I'm I'm digging it. My wife actually also had a pour and. She really liked it and uh, putting out some good stuff. I had a friend come back from there um, this week and dropped it off to me at lunch yesterday. So I was excited to try it. I was glad I got to get something other than a stop from them. Nice. I love the name, too, all y'all. It's like I can't believe no other Southern brewery had named uh, a beer that yet. Um, Perfect. uh, Yeah, it's perfect for – yeah, go ahead. No, 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 no. It's all good. Um, Joey is driving right now, so we don't suggest that uh, he be drinking. So, Chris, what do you got? I know you got something a little special. Yeah. Well, I'm sticking with my uh, my tradition of opening up something a little goofy uh, for the first beer to kick off the podcast. Um, a couple weeks ago, it was 
uh, wine. A couple weeks before that, it was coconut stout. And tonight, I'm drinking uh, what cost me $1.09 from the store I was just at. It is a Darty Peach Tea Wine Specialty Cocktail. Um, and I'll post that on the um, on the thread in Drama Free, just in case you guys don't believe I'm drinking this. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, torturing myself. Nice. Uh, sounds good. Let's all cheers to that. So um, <laughs> let's uh, let's all just have a quick cheers. And Joey, your air cheers until you get set. Um, so I brought up last week's episode, and it was good. You guys interviewed Jeff Hardesty of Narrow Gauge, um, and I guess a couple days later, the Full Pint, which is a beer blogging site or news, I don't really want to say like journalists and news, whatever, but a beer. Uh, a beer blog. Um, they ran a they ran a contest for best IPAs, and Narrow Gauge was nominated, and Narrow Gauge ended up winning. And apparently, they won by so much. They beat like Treehouse and Trillium. They beat all these breweries by so much that the the blog figured assumed that there was bots bots involved, like people hacked the contest to win, to make narrow gauge win, because I don't know, I guess they liked them that much. They wanted to hack them to make sure they won. Why people would do that, I don't know, but the full pint tweeted out something pretty much saying that uh, the contest was rigged and full pint, even though they said, oh, you know, it's nothing against you guys, but it was hacked. um, Yeah, it kind of made some ripples because, I don't know, I don't know how you can even prove those bots, but... uh, what do you guys think? You guys talked to him last week. Um, how do you think Jeff took it? Um, I saw he responded. He said, you know, kind of messed up of you to just assume that we didn't win on our own. Um, but, yeah, what do you guys just talk about what you thought when you saw the, the news, especially after talking to him last week? Chad, what do you think? Uh, you know, I was pretty taken aback. I mean, uh, Full Pint definitely showed their – not even – really by their first comment, which should have never been made on, on Twitter. Um, the, 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 the comments and the responses to people that were, you know, to that original tweet were pretty atrocious as well. They didn't get mean or anything, but they were just, I mean, they showed that they're, you know, to me it appeared that they're just some frat boy, um, you know, little page or paper or I don't even know, it's not journalism because that definitely wasn't journalism. You know the, the the comments and replies that they were doing, you're replying to people, was pretty you know low for you know and a beer site in general. And yeah. you know I I had read a few things from them before and and you know liked what I saw on some of the content, but I won't go and you know I won't read anything from them anymore or, or participate in any discussions that they have. No, all right. Uh, Chris, did you think the same thing? Did you was this uh, was this made out to be a bigger deal than it was? Did they or did they well, uh, did they get it right? They, I don't, they certainly didn't get it right. But um, if you've had a narrow gauge brew, you know they're just as good as any of the big boys. Um, and St. Louis uh, has a very strong craft beer community who uh, can, like Florida at times, be a little homeristic, uh, deservedly so. Um, they have better beers than Florida anyway, so shut up, Florida. Um, but, um, 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, I think it, I think just in today's day and age, I think sensationalist uh, news articles are um, are always going to draw attention, and you know, um, for a lot of these people, there's no such thing as bad attention, right? They, as long as they're getting their name out there, people are talking about Full Pint now who've never even known about Full Pint. They probably got more likes this week than they've ever had, just so people can read the next thing they put out there. Um, personally, having met Jeff and then talked with him uh, last week on the show, uh, I met him the week before. I think, you know, he probably was a little upset, obviously. He was probably taken aback. Uh, he had every right to be uh, upset. But I think privately and, and quietly, he probably was just laughing at it because he knows better. He knows he's making solid beer. And I even mentioned to him last week, and he said he's thankful that people are sending his beer out as extras when we were talking about. Um, you know, what people do with their beer after they, after they buy it from him. Uh, he's like, oh, yeah, people send it out as extras. And I feel really blessed. I'm like, dude, people aren't sending your beer out as extras anymore. They're asking for it. Yeah, they're getting um, traded. So I think I think he uh, privately on his own just sort of chuckled to himself, laughed. I mean, any, anytime you can be the center of that sort of drama or controversy, you know that you're probably doing something right to get that kind of attention. So uh, kudos to Jeff. I think he handled it well, uh, calling them out, and then just backing off and letting letting the beer community do what the beer community does best and lash out uh, ridiculously with no with no reason. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, well, like I said, I've never had a narrow gauge beer, so um, the fact that they they beat out Old Nation. Treehouse, Wellworks, Trillium, Monkish, like just other half, just to name some of the ones that didn't even get close to as many votes. Uh, Joey, what was your take? Did, were you like, were you hung up on this, or was it? Did it kind of seem like a, it's like a no, a, a weird no, story I, in, a, in a week of stories. No, and I appreciate the fact that Butler's so uh, so professional and so diplomatic about the whole thing. So I'll just say, the first thing that I saw was. <laughs> What I, I heard, the first thing I saw was fake news, and then I, as I kind of like read through or kind of followed um, everything that was going on, I just kind of thought that it was just shit, just shit journalism. That's what it comes down to. It's just people either had the finger on the trigger or just I, – I think, I think it shows the full pint's colors. So um, that's all, yeah. all I really have to say about that. The only thing I'm really happy about is I am uh, I'm home. I'm home. I made it through the blizzard, and I have a beer, so I'm good to go. What are you drinking? Um, collaboration between Wildworks and Distill. It's called 85 and a 55. It's nice. a New England-style double IPA brewed with Citro, Simcoe, Eldorado, and Idaho 7. Nice. 85 and a 55. That sounds like it was made in Jersey. Uh, the only way you can the only way you can get the Wildworks is to drive 85 and a 55, so... <laughs> so you guys brought up two points that I want to touch on before we move on with this story because I don't want to give it too much, you know, clout. Um, do we? Do you guys think that if the full pint approached it as instead of saying uh, narrow gauge one, but it sounds like it was hella game, I think was the quote they used. The 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 contest was hella game. Do you think if they when the contest was over, if they said? As of now, narrow gauge is the winner. We're going to just count the votes to make sure all the votes are legit. Do you think that would have been a better way to handle it? Do you think that would have been, uh, you know, better, Chad? Do you think that would have made a difference? Or is that, even just questioning it, is that too much? 
No, I mean, you have to question it. I think they're okay with that. I mean, if they're if ultimately it's their, you know, competition and their, you know, their marketing. But I think that, yeah, I, I really think they could have approached it a different. Um, and it sounds to me he didn't do any homework from the tweet that have since been deleted. Um, you know, it looks like that there was like one or two people that reported it to them. And then they started responding to that Twitter or that tweet before they made their own tweet. So he did, it didn't really appear that, that whoever it was in full pint, I don't know if it's one guy or a bunch of people, um, that they did any homework on it. That They just said, oh, you know, this brewery has a thousand more votes than the, the, the next winner. And, and it just really sounded like they were butthurt about, you know, the brewery not winning that we're winning. And that really is where the people that reported it were coming from is, oh, my brewery didn't win. I'm butthurt. Somebody must have cheated. And the, the full pint took that and ran with it without any sort of investigation. Right. Chris, you said um, you said that this is probably just clickbait for full pint to get people to, you know, read the story or see what the thing was about. Do you think this helps narrow gauge at all? Oh, of course it does. I mean, now people up in the Northeast who think they make the best IPAs that they admit in the style, now that if they haven't had it, they're like, oh, let me get some of this narrow gauge. I have to try it against my own. And inevitably, they're going to get it and rate it negatively or something like that. Just to, you know, that's what, that's what people do. They want to hype up their own area and not uh, not give props where they're due. That's why it's fun to kind of send these things blind and do these things blind every once in a while. But I'm sure Narrow Gauge got a couple hundred thousand likes uh, this week as well. Uh, not only for people reading Full Pint, for people reading their response, people now interested in trying their beer. Um, people are probably going to stop there in St. Louis, or not in St. Louis, but um, <clears throat> Florissant when they uh, when they go visit St. Louis now because they're in- interested, um, you know. No news is bad news when it comes to uh, journalism. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think I think yes, full pint comes out looking like a loser, but I think also you know secretly they're rubbing the palms together because they got more attention and more traffic on their site. Um, they, you know, quote unquote, manned up and said our bad, whatever. Um, but you know, I don't know. Right. I think I think everyone comes out everyone comes out with more likes and more uh, followers, but I think mm-hmm. uh, Jeff Jeff and Narrowgate come out looking uh, better as uh, as a uh, whole. Right, uh, Joey. Chris brought up the apology. If you go to the Full Pint site, they do have an apology on the page. Um, they do congratulate Narrowgate on the win. Uh, they say, unfortunately, I took the fun out of our own post and poorly thought out comments on Twitter. Uh, we had a reader claim the large runaway was seemed fishy and uh, it was games without even considering that our poll was used as intended. I implied the poll was gamed. Um, I've never tried the beer. I've never met anyone. And I had no right dismissing their enthusiastic fan base the way I did. Does the apology do it for you? Does it sound sincere? Does it, does it seem really. like uh, I mean, it's all good? No? You know, I'm, sure, I mean, I'm sure it's sincere, but, I mean, when you – you do something like like what occurred, and then you essentially kind of you know retract. It's it's honestly um, 
sad. Well, well, well right I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it, it's sad, but that's my personal view. But I mean, I think it's a learning it's a learning experience. It's a time for full pike and and actually, you know, learn from from what happened. Perhaps they'll actually look into however they ran that that survey or that poll and re- try to figure out whether or not there was something going afoul. Um, anytime you run something like that, you can track IP addresses and things like that. So it should be a pretty easy confirm to figure out if there were bots or something like that. Um, if you have, you know, a lot of similar recurring IP addresses, I think it'd be a pretty easy one to, to sort. Honestly, Chad's, Chad's the IT guy. He's way more experienced that than I am. Um, the point that, that I wanted to add is, the one to add is, is that with one perspective that you can have on this is that there's a lot of Trillium and Treehouse hype boys that probably were pissed off because someone else has a phenomenal product and was actually, you know, at least in terms of how the voting went, um, was voted better. And, you know, I just look at it as it's the sweet sound of all the broken ankles of people hopping off that damn hype train. Congratulations, right. there's another brewery out there. So, so you think someone had a trade set up and uh, they wanted to get another can or two out of it? So they uh, said, "Hey, wait uh, a minute! There's no." <laughs> it's not eight bucks a can. It's not fourteen bucks a can. Let's go. Right, exactly. They dropped the limits now. So, all right. Well, uh, I think that was pretty interesting, at least. And uh, I don't really have anything else to say about it other than I need to try some narrow gauge. So I don't know who's close to there, but uh, hook up your boy. <laughs> <laughs> Because apparently it's the best IPA in the country, and that's uh, that's something I always am interested in. All right, so this was a busy, busy news week in the beer community. Um, Monday at, I think it was, was it 3 o'clock Eastern, 12 o'clock Pacific? Um, a familiar face that I'm sure everyone knows. I think he's in commercials. If not, he's he's all over some sort of branding or whatever. Greg? I think he pronounces it Koch. I don't think it's Coke like the guy at uh, Sam Adams Gym. Um, he Coke. made this video and pretty much announced that Stone, his brewery, big Stone Brewing Company, one of the ten biggest in the country, is suing Miller Coors and subsequently Keystone and Keystone Light for trademark infringement. Um, the, did you guys all watch the video? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, I liked it. I, it kept me in. I watched the whole thing. Uh, as someone who does, you know, video production for a living, uh, I appreciated it. At least it was well done. They got the slow-mo and, you know, all that stuff. They did the edit right. I'm sure it didn't take many takes. But um, it, it's it's a pretty big deal. I don't know. Has anyone else – I don't even know if anyone else has sued another big company. Um, do we think – do you think they have a case, Chad? I don't. I think they're fishing. Um, clearly, in the video, I, I watched it a few times after somebody pointed it out to me. He he is there. In the video, he did very well to cover up key in the, uh, the, 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 the words key. Granted, they are smaller than the word stone. Um, you know, I, I like what he's getting at, you know, but I, I don't think he has a case. I, I, I really don't. He... he purposely put his hand over the key uh, wording. Um, Stone is just, uh, you know, I mean, back in back in the day when I was drinking Keystone, you know, I would say, throw me a stone. I mean, it, it, you know, to my to my buddies, you know, it, it, he's not, they're not using any other stone branding. They're not using the same font. There's a, I really think he's just going to waste a lot of money and, and, you know, ultimately, you know, 
unfortunately, the, the macro brewers have a lot of money. They're going to throw everything into it and could bankrupt Stone. Um, I, I, I disagree with that, but before I get to that, I want to I wanna, – Chris, do you think they, uh, think they got a chance? Yep, 100%. You do? You do. Yep. You think they're going to yep. win? Um, I think it's going to get settled before it comes to that. But, um, okay. I think we'll get to that in a minute, at, too. Uh, I think if you look at all the branding, uh, they have clearly uh, gone out of their way. Um, having worked in a liquor store just recently, uh, the AB people come in, they line their products up just so, they make sure everything's front-facing, um, they make sure that Stone is facing forward. It is a, I think it's a very direct attempt to... Um, maybe like just follow on from Stone's success. Now I know some people hate Stone. I don't like it as much as I used to, but that's just a beer thing. Greg is very engaging. I've met him. He's a funny guy. Uh, he looks homeless. And he looks more homeless now than when I saw him. Um, but he's super smart. He's super funny. Uh, very engaging. Very charismatic. Um, uh, you know, they, they've worked hard. And the way copyright infringement works, I mean, if you don't defend it, you lose it, right? So we've seen this happen before. Um, you referenced uh, brewers suing brewers. It wasn't small suing big, but um, we had uh, Magic Hat Number 9 sued West Six from Kentucky a couple of years ago over a six looking like a nine, of all things. Um, those, all those people need to have sex more. Um, <laughs> I would say Jimi Hendrix is rolling in his grave somewhere. Right. Um, so I, I think they have a case because I think the branding uh, bears it out. I think that any, uh, any copyright lawyer worth his salt will be able to take that in front of a judge and just say, look, fonts are similar. Branding has been placed just so where the key is tiny. The stone is huge. If you go look at a 24-ounce keystone, it literally is the entire top to bottom of the can where his key Barely covers midway through the uh, right. It's teeth. like a third of it. Right. So they're clearly pushing stone, not keystone. Um, now the fun thing for me about this is I think it's gonna. I mean, it could. You talk about bankrupting stone. It could really hurt Miller Coors in the sense that they're gonna have to pull all that product back off of the market. They're gonna have to go and rebrand 100%, and then re-release everything for a crappy beer. That, yes, have high margins because it, it costs nothing to make and people, you know, pay $17. But what, what's going to happen is they'll pass that, that buck on to the consumers and instead of being $17 for a 30-pack, it's going to be $22 for a 30-pack. And everyone will keep buying it because all the people who drink macro don't care and they'll grumble a little bit for a week, but then they'll still go with it. So, because uh, brand loyalty is a thing. But I, I think right. Stone has a very good case. Okay. Joey, what about you? Can, uh, can Stone win this lawsuit? I don't think it'll, there won't be a lawsuit. No, uh, no. Uh, uh, you know, for, for as much time, money, and effort that Greg put into that stupid-ass video, he probably could have spent that money to have his lawyer draw up the cease and desist letter, have it sent. And if he wanted to be really, really cool about it, he could probably hire some, like, mid-century um, 
scroll scribe top guy type guy to walk into <laughs> the stores here at 16th Street in Denver and read off the damn cease and desist letter. Um, it's it's all. It's, I'm not going to say it's a ruse, but it's something that's it's easily it's going to be easily sorted by a cease and desist letter. I don't think either side's going to want to spend the kind of money that's going to be necessary to see this shit in court. It's not going to happen. It's great marketing. It's great marketing, um, but. There's just at the end of the day, that's all there it is. It's it's really really mm-hmm. cute. It really was. Okay. Um, I actually think that. Uh, well, first of all, the scroll thing is hilarious, and I think it would have been totally baller and badass if Stone, instead of doing that, they carved a cease and desist letter in a stone, <laughs> and and brought it to yeah exactly. Put it on some stone tablets. Have a guy that looks like. Uh, Moses or something, go and deliver it to Miller Corps' headquarters. Um, that's that's one thing. Here's here's another thing. Um, and you guys, I think two out of the three, you brought up money. Um, well, we all know that Miller Corps they have their team of lawyers. They they're on staff. They um, you know they get their salary. They're paying them no matter what. I am willing to bet that. Whatever the lawyer is that's doing this for Stone is doing it pro bono because I think they are going to win and I think they are going to get paid. And that lawyer, our lawyers are probably looking their chops to say, we won't charge you anything, but we get a cut when you win. And because I think they do have a pretty strong case. Um, so I don't think the money thing is really an issue, especially for Stone. They make money just because not, it's not Miller Coors money. They do have a lot of money. They're buying like minority stakes in, in small groups left and right. So I don't think the money is a big deal for them. Um, I think. Um, so here, let me read the the response from uh, Miller Coors because they sent uh, a statement to Business Insider. Uh, this is the response. The, the, this lawsuit is a clever publicity stunt with multi-camera, tightly scripted video featuring Stone's founder, Greg Koch. Since St- Keystone's debut in 1989, prior to the founding of Stone Brewing in 1996, our customers have commonly used Stone to refer to the Keystone brand, and we will let the facts speak for themselves in the legal process. So they think it's a publicity stunt. Um, I think that it's somewhere between a publicity stunt and defending your copyright. So uh, that's where I fall. Now, a couple of you guys brought up settling. Chad, in your opinion, if Stone settles, is uh, is that a is that a win for Miller Coors? Is that a loss for Stone? Like, to me, if you're doing this, you don't settle. You go all the way, especially with, with the way you came out with those those guns firing. If you settled, does does it look like you're you're weak or you're backing off or you weren't really serious about it and it was a publicity stunt and a money grab? I agree. Um, if they settle and they don't take this, you know, take this all the way to the show. It, 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 it's not a win. It, 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 it's not a win for anybody, really, because nothing was gained out of this. You know, it, there's a lot more to gain out of Stone winning against the big macro brewer. But um, if they settle, all they're doing is publicity stunt, getting their money, and, and walking away. Uh, what about you, Chris? If if it's a settlement, is it is it a loss for Stone? It does it does it make them look? Bad, worse? No, because number one, it wouldn't be Stone settling, it'd be Miller Coors settling. So that's where Chad's a little off. Um, Stone is the one bringing the suit, so it would be Miller Coors settling, um, which I think if Miller Coors settles and has to rebrand, that shows it was a win for Stone. It proves them right. And maybe they can take it all the way to fruition, but it doesn't matter that they didn't because they made their point 
they settled for, even if they don't get any money out of it, even if they just make them lose money by pulling their product and rebranding, that's a huge win for Kraft. That is a right. huge win for Kraft. And I think I kind of alluded to it a moment ago when you read the Business Insider reply. Um, you know, I said it, that's the way copyright law works. If you don't defend it, you lose it. So bringing up the fact that you were using it, since, your fans were using it since '89, that that doesn't mean anything because right. Stone came out in '96, seven years later. But if you didn't bring suit against them for coming out and they copyrighted it, now they're defending it against you. That's the way copyright law works. You've now lost the right to defend your side. Doesn't matter who came first; it matters who defended it first. Right. Chad, were you going to disagree? Yeah, I, I just I don't. Uh, it's not a win uh, to, to me. It, they're they're just because they made them lose money uh, that that it's going to be chump change to them. I mean, it, they're not going to stop it. They might get a cease and desist. They might alter the logo a little bit to add key a little bit more prominently. But it, ultimately, Stone and the craft beer world doesn't get anything of it. Okay, yeah, they they went after a macro and they forced them to settle out of court. Cool. What does we get, what do we gain until they shut them down or put them in their place in a different way? It's not going to change the, the the craft beer world or the macro beer world. What about you, Joe? Do you think Stone's hoping for a settlement, or do you think they want to fight? I don't I don't think it even gets that far. Again, I, I think that um, the the smart play from a business stance is that Stone should enjoy the additional units of arrogant bastard and IPA that have been moved because of this video, spend $3,000, file the cease and desist. Um, Miller Coors, I think, will accept it, and they'll pull Keystone items off the shelves, do the rebranding, and that's where your win's at. That's what you do. That's a smart play for Stone. It's a smart play for Miller Coors, too. All right. It's, I have um, I pulled up some uh, – I don't know if you guys – there's another podcast I listen to called Steal This Beer by uh, – the, the guy from Carton, uh, Augie Carton, and uh, John Hall, who's a longtime beer writer, and a couple of guys. They, a couple episodes ago, they had uh, a beer lawyer on. His name was Brendan Palfreyman, and I thought it was one of the most interesting episodes they have ever done. And as soon as I found out about this story, I went and looked him up. I looked up his Twitter. I looked up, you know, his Facebook, see if he had any comments on it. Um. And he gives some pretty good insight. Um, he says, like any complaint, it's a very persuasive document. Things get a little murky when you get uh, the answers to the complaint, but at first blush, it seems like a pretty decent case. So he thinks he, they've got a they've got a shot. Um, he di- he did mention a lot of the things that Chris was saying working at a liquor store. He says the same thing. Um, in April of last year, Millicores announced on its blog that new packaging had a specific plan that plays up the Stone nickname. This is this marketing tactic is black and white, and Stone's filed complaint says as much, showing the images of Keystone cans with a bolded stone. Um, they they position the 30 packs in liquor stores to say Stone, you know, that doesn't say Keystone. Um, and this guy who's I guess like the definitive voice in trademarking beer says it's a pretty clear either stepping on the line or across the line. He he did uh I'm on Good Beer Hunting and he did some uh I guess he did some statements for them. Um Dang. so he thinks that he thinks it's valid and he thinks uh they got a good case. 
And I guess uh, it sounds like Miller Coors is going to be, but but their but their comments made it seem like they're they're ready to fight. Do you think that's just their 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 good? They're trying to get into the good-natured ribbing of the craft beer industry, saying like, "Yeah, we'll see how the case plays out." But then their lawyers are going to look at them and be like, uh, "Oh shit, maybe we should settle this because we're going to lose." Or do you? I mean, I guess it's the same question three times. Do you think they're going to do it? But why would? Miller Coors come back with a response like that, if a lot of people can see it, it's pretty clear cut. Bravado. Bravado, you think? Yeah, you think they're trying to get into the you know, just the, you know, the craft beer game is pretty much big of this beef, like not even beef, like friends, friendly, you know, the the Super Bowl bets and all this stuff. Um, you think they, they think of themselves like that? Like, oh, we're just another brewer playing the game? Or do you think this is a serious matter for them and it's, you know, we have to take a look at this carefully and we'll have, you know, I won't, no more comments until I see my lawyer. No. Uh, no. No. No, 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 no. No, no. 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 Again, I come from an obviously a my office perspective. From the business case, you fight back because people that enjoy Keystone are thinking, yes, we're fighting back. I'm going to buy more product. Meanwhile, Miller Coors has stopped production or stopped production, stopped using the label. They're already going to pull the label. They're moving product. They'd have to recall or pull off the shelves anyway. So you fight, you fight, you fight, and then you eventually at the last 11th hour, 23rd hour, however you want to look at it, then you file your cease and desist. You say, or they get the cease and desist. They stop. They say they're not going to do the use the labels anymore, and they're pulling, you know, maybe 30 percent or 20% or 10% of the items off the shelves instead of, instead of you know, the mass amounts that are, were out there as of the time of, of, Greg's, of Greg's video. I don't remember if it was YouTube or Facebook or whatever you use. So, no, you right. fight it until the 11th hour. You get rid of that product, but otherwise it's lost. Otherwise you're not going to make any money off of it. The smart business play is you put on the cloak of fighting, if you will, and you move that product without replacing it, and you've already got your branding people in the background, your marketing folks, your color and design people that are already coming up with new packaging. It's called the cloak of invisibility. And, 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 and you know what they're doing. If, if it's me, if it's me, you know what I do. And for what it's worth, Millicores, I know if you guys are listening right now, you're more than welcome to contact me. Um, but if it's me right now, I do my rebranding. I get a hold of Stone Cold Steve Austin, and I just drop something real goddamn heavy. That's what I do. And all of a sudden, the new product's flying off the shelves. You get a couple blips in terms of the product movement, and they look like they're awesome because of everything that went on. And people completely forget about what's going on with, with Stone Brewing. That's what I would do. I don't even know if they could do that because their trademark is Keystone. Keystone, not stone. It's Keystone. So, like, anytime okay, they use the word stone without the word key, it, stone is going to make a. They're going to make a. Key's there though. Yeah, key is very prominent. Cold. It's still there. It. You read so like now. You, it's Keystone cold. You have. You get Steve Austin coming out saying he's Keystone cold, and that's and what he, he does. That's and it. He smacks two above his head and pours them on his face. <laughs> Thirty rack or whatever. Yeah, he does. He does a thirty pack, fifteen at a time. Nothing. <laughs> Two at a time, fifteen Ed, in a row Ed, over his head. Edward, Ed, Ed fifteen. Nice. Right. All right. Well, I think this is interesting stuff. To me, this is uh, this is a fun little thing. I guess we'll see how it plays out. I'm sure it's going to be months until we hear something, um, or at least weeks. I don't know about months because especially. Uh, you know, you got summer months coming up. I'm sure Stone is like, hey, you know, every day that goes by, they're infringing on our copyrights. So, um, cool. All right, so 
let's go a little a little bit more uh light hearted and a little bit more feel good. Um this is one that's a home state story for me. Uh Melavito Meanery is from New Jersey. I am not a mead guy. I'm sorry, Melavino. I'm sorry, Sergio Mutella, I believe is how you pronounce his last name. Um they were in there was a big story in NewJersey.com which uh, I think one of you sent to me or I sent to you guys, I don't, I forget, but um, Melavino Meadery, this guy goes to bed on, I don't know, maybe last Friday night or Thursday night. He wakes up in the morning and his Facebook page, Melavino Meadery, has 101 star reviews and his average rating plummeted. And it turned out that um, he was attacked by uh, bots the the New Jersey story the New Jersey dot com story said Russian bots I don't know I I guess they looked into it um but yeah his his business rating was terrible it went from four point eight to four point five to like way down and he said it was hurting his business so then you know the whole, the whole the twist of the story is so he decided to fight back and then ended up you know he um. You know, there was a whole bunch of weird legal stuff like uh, Facebook. Can't, you can't do anything about ratings if they don't have a written review. So what he did was he would just uh, he reported all the accounts to Facebook as possible spam, uh, you know, spam or whatever fake accounts. And what really helped his business and what helped him get through it was his he all he did was post like, "Hey, this happened to me," and the community just overwhelmed his page with five star reviews. And he got his rating back up again, um, closer to, you know, five-star average. Um, so, you know, this is a feel-good story for me. Um, and this is just another thing. Like, it's funny that the full pint was saying, oh, you know, it was hacked by bots. And everyone was like, uh, no. Meanwhile, this guy actually was hacked by bots, and he kept his cool. He did what, I, uh, you know, what anyone who is, has half a brain would do. And he said, hey, listen, I need some help. Uh, this really isn't fair. If you guys want to help out. And the community did him a big solid. Uh, Chad, what did you think of this story when uh, I sent it to you when you read it? Yeah, I, I definitely. And I don't uh, – I didn't get to see the follow-up of if they figured out exactly who did it. I did go to his page and see, you know, a lot of, a lot of foreign names, uh, a lot of names of squiggly lines. And, uh, you know, it – it, you know, and that was the one thing how they got around it is they didn't leave a comment; they just left a rating, and that's the only thing that Facebook can't remove, or you can't, you cannot actually go and, um, um, you know, report that pro, report that review. You'd have to go and report the profile, which would take you hours. Um, but then, oddly enough, you know, what was it like a half a day later? All the reviews changed from ones to fives. I mean, so it completely flipped the script, and and I do, you know, the, the the most uplifting about this was is the way that the beer community responded, and we've talked about this before in other other events, but the beer community definitely responded in the positive for him, and you know, as the owner, I would feel very very gracious and and happy that this community, you know, that I have these loyal fans, that these people liked me enough to care, to take some time out of their day to give that, you know. To give that review to make sure that my business doesn't suffer. Um, so you know it was a it was a crappy situation turned into an awesome situation, 
And, you know, most breweries could hope for that. You know, they nobody wants to get hit, but the way that the community responded, you know, that's that's probably a brewery's dream. That's my that would be my dream as a business owner. Yeah. Chris, what about you? Was uh was this a, a feel good story of the month? Did this make up for the full pint uh mishap? Did this restore your faith? Of the month, you mean the week? I mean there's a lot of stuff going on this week. Um you know, first of all, yes, it's a feel good story. I'm glad that the little guy and the good guy came out a winner. But really, it's just, you know, it's uh, fermented hot water deep peak, so I don't really care that much about it. Uh, so not a mead guy. <laughs> <laughs> not really. I mean, all right, all right. It's, it's, not, Point made. it's not brewing. It's not brewing at all. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it, It's fine. I can I can have two ounce pours of it and, and be okay. And I'm glad my wife will enjoy some while I drink some beer. But um, and yeah, of course I love seeing little guy, um, right. you know, win against you know. It feels like a movie, right? The little guy yeah. tough time and felt oppressed by the big guy and, and box and Russia and all that. Else. We had we had to throw Russia. In I was there, gonna right? say it's the, it's the buzzword of the. Apparently they're the only they're the only country in the world that has this technology that can do this. Yeah, have you ever seen pictures of Russia? Like those guys are waiting in lines for bread, and they're still killing each other like political assassinations. And we're accusing them of them of like computer corruption. How about China? Like that that yeah, seems yeah. more that seems more in line with like computer hacking. But like, right, and they're right next to Russia. They could be onto something. Have you ever seen pictures? Pictures of Russia. Have you ever seen videos of Russia? The people, the, the stuff that people do over there. These 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 people in their their car videos and the road rage. Yes, I love it. It's total mayhem. Uh, Joey, what about you? Do you like it? Do you hate it? It's a nothing burger because it's Jersey. What do you think? I I think at this point it's it's a feel good story and that's where we're at. Um, these types of things happen. Um, and it's not specific to Sergio and and his mead. Um, it, it happens. So it's been resolved, or at least somehow, so I guess, yeah, I guess resolved. Um, but it's going to happen. I mean, it's a perils of it's perils of social media, man. We rely too heavily on people and their thoughts, and you hear about you. The story was the story, and if you were wondering how bad the meat was, you probably should have tried to trade for it or, or ordered it from from Malavino. So it is what it is. I just wanted to make a Mother Russia joke. I'm still trying to work on one. I think Mother Russia <laughs> Facebook rates yeah. Facebook rates you. Is that what it is in Mother Russia Facebook Facebook rates you? <laughs> well, um, one last thing I will say about this. Um, he posted a sarcastic apology on his page, saying, "Hey, thanks for whoever hacked me. You know, whatever, because um, it really brought the community together and it showed me, you know, that there is good." He got a death threat on that post um, from someone. Cl- the post got an immediate response, a death threat from someone claiming to be a Navy SEAL with more than 300 confirmed kills. Anytime, you know, that was probably a giveaway right there that you're not a Navy SEAL with 300 confirmed kills if you're telling people on Facebook you are. Uh, but he, he took it seriously, contacted the cops. The cops found out who this guy was who posted it and went to his house and said, uh, listen, you, you, you interact with Melovino or this guy again and you're getting arrested. So that's, uh, it- that's where... That's where we're at. Did they go to his house, or was he in his mom's basement? Oh, well, wherever the IP address was, I assume. 
Um, but yeah, actually, uh, Chad made a good point too that he he brought up all this that happened to Facebook. He said, "Hey, look, I got all these bad ratings." And they're like, "Oh, you know, th- there's nothing we can do." He he like contacted their business help team or their advertising team, and they're like, "Well, oh, you know, there's nothing we can do because it's this type of rating, and we don't have any access to this type of rating." But then, almost instantly, they all disappeared. So apparently, Facebook has this penchant for saying they can't do something, and then, I guess, clearly they can do whatever they want. Like, anytime they say we can't do something, that is just an outright lie. Um, But I guess eventually they did the right thing without telling the guy, because he said, you know, the next thing he knew, all the one, all the, the fake ones were erased, and he said, I don't believe in coincidences, so I guess they made good by it, and that's, uh, I like what Joey said, that's the I guess that's the downside of the social media, that Indeed world that we live in. Indeed it is. All right, um, we got we got time for some more things. Do we have a new members list? Is that something? I have you... it right. I I have it right in front of me. Yeah. Excellent. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad you said yes. Uh, yeah. Let's give some new members a shout out. Gotcha. I appreciate that. Um, I can't remember if we left off with Alan Rogers last week or not, but Alan Rogers will start our list tonight. Um, we also have Cynthia Leopoldo Lejos. I believe that's how you pronounce her name. Um, if I ask her an extra syllable, 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 and there I apologize. Um, I want to welcome back David Clowett. Mr. Clowett, if you happen to listen to this, it's always great to see you. Um, appreciate the conversations we've had via messenger. Um, we got Chris Garcia, um, Eric Vaught, Vaught or Vaught was added last week. I think Chad knows him. I believe he's the brewer owner at Burning Foot. Is that right, Chad? That's correct. All right, I appreciate that. And then uh, last but certainly not least for this week, we've got Woody Vaughn. Ooh, Woody Vaughn. Was the first name you said Aaron Rodgers? Alan Rodgers. Not the second greatest quarterback playing in the NFL right now. No, no, not the second right. greatest, but um, Alan Rodgers. Got it, got it. Behind, uh, behind Andrew Luck, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz, actually. Yeah. Car. I, ooh, I'll take it. I'll take it. That's a joke. Uh, That's a joke, stud. Yeah, uh, Nick Foles. <laughs> uh, too, too soon. Yeah. We can go down. We can go down. We can go down we, we'll talk about Nick Foles and go down a different path, but we'll have nothing to do with beer. So. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, we've been on for 50 minutes. Has anyone opened a second beer? I am still I number have. one. Yeah. Wow. You have? You're yeah, not I'm drinking uh, the wine cooler Actually, anymore? No, I got about through half of that, and I got diabetes and cut a foot off and started to do it. Oh, man. So uh, what are you working with? Uh, I have now got a cycle brewing crowler, hazelnut, cream, and sugar. Water. Yes, and yogurt. Hmm. Chad, you, uh, you still on that one that you opened before the show? Yep, I'm nursing this bad baby. Nice. Me too. I'm I'm actually almost done and about to open another one, and I'm deciding right now on. I know you guys. You guys are hating on the Bolero Snort every, uh, when I when I saw you guys chug the one, uh, but they just come out with one that I really like. It's one of the best ones they do all year. Uh, they brew it for Valentine's Day, um, so they have this line of creamsicle IPAs. They do you know lactose and vanilla beans and all that stuff. They do an orange one OVB like that. And the labels look like the old creamsicle pops that you get from the ice cream truck. 
It's a cool beer. Uh, the OVB is great. I love that beer. That's like a summer beer. But they do one for Valentine's Day with strawberry, and it's called SVB. Um, and it's the same thing, but they use strawberry puree. Um, and I really, really like it. I'm, I'm a sucker for strawberries. I like IPAs. I like lactose. I like vanilla beans, all that stuff. So um, I'm going to crack that in about a minute as soon as I finish the rest of this strange claw. Yeah, um, boy. It, is there any way to do a, a weight loss challenge update? Yeah, I got it right in front of me as well. Excellent. Man, you're yeah, on top brother. of this guy. He didn't even start the show at home, and he's got everything right here, the liner notes. That's a pro. Yeah, brother, it's, hey, that's what we're doing. We're people helping people. This is, this is what we do. Got to have the break. Guys, breaking news right in front of us, right? Um, yeah. So uh, weight loss challenge update. Uh, we are weighing five. It's going to be tomorrow technically morning, but sometime tomorrow people will be weighing in for week five of eight. Um, leading the singles bracket, I think it's technically a bracket, um, we've got Will Miller, who's just been, as part of my language, fucking dominating the weight loss challenge. Dude's down 40 pounds, and well, right now, but four weeks, so 10 pounds a week for the first four weeks. It's dropped from just a skosh over 302 down to a skosh over 262. Dude has been absolutely, dude's been absolutely crushing it. Um, the nice part about it is that I, you know, Will kind of fell fell off the WLC wagon this week, so he might he might be a little flat this week. We'll see what happens. Um, David Moore's catching up on him. David David's been doing very very well. Um, and of course we've got another. I think it's somewhere around 22 other folks in the singles bracket that are that are competing and doing very 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 well. In the couples brackets. We've got uh we got Team Whiting actually leading. Um, it'd be Greg and his wife. And Greg, a quick shout out to Greg. Greg is the uh, owner brewer over at Hightower. Um, mm-hmm. Greg and Greg Greg and his wife are doing fantastic. They've actually combined, and I, this is not a slight. Combined, they've lost as much weight as Will Miller. So that that definitely says something about how how well Will's been doing. Um, John and and his wife, I believe Beth. Are, are in second and they're uh, they're closing in. Um, I'm going to shout out to my partner. Um, I'm in, in a couple's bracket as well. Little C and I have uh, we started off kind of slow. We were cellar dwellers for the first couple weeks, but now right now we're about in the uh, the middle of that group. And uh, I think we're gonna I think we're gonna make a little. I think we're gonna make a move this week. I think we're gonna make a move. I think we're gonna end up. Uh, hopefully we can we can jump a couple spots. But uh, yeah. So weight loss challenge, we've got week five coming up here tomorrow, tomorrow week five weigh-ins, and then uh, three weeks after that, and we'll be all finished. And then, of course, drama-free, we'll uh, kind of go back to the ways of old, probably actually a little blip. All these people probably do chug videos and burning down the fort and everything else. So. Awesome. Thank you so much. Great job. Uh, great mm-hmm. job, everyone who's doing that. Um, you guys are killing it, giving everyone else inspiration. Um, I really do give you guys a lot of credit, everyone who's in it, everyone who's staying with it. Um, you got to do this every once in a while. You know, take care of yourself. Take care of your body. Beer is as fun as it is. It's actually not that good for you. So and mentally, yes, but physically, no. So uh, keep on keeping on. Um, I think we have an idea for a podcast, Spirit Forward. Um, who wants to take it, Chris? Uh, yeah, we're, we're working on a couple different things uh, with some uh... – with some couple different with a couple different members, um, Daniel Vick has a, an idea that we're going to kind of flesh out over the next week or so. Um, 
you know, I did one this last week uh, when the podcast ended. I basically went and grabbed a beer. I did a video. Didn't say it was a biff. You had to watch the video to find out it was a biff. Um, Josh Buck won that. He got his uh, he got his box today. Um, so you know, we uh, we always want feedback and uh, we want listeners. We want you guys to tell us what you want out of the podcast. I mean, it doesn't mean we're not listening to you, but we still want to hear it. Um, so you know, give us feedback. Listen. Call in. Uh, if we can't talk for 20 minutes with you, uh, you know, we'll, we'll at least try to give you a minute or two to, to weigh in on a topic. But uh, we're going to do some future gifts based on listening. So we'll uh, we'll work that out in our uh, in our little group chat over the next week or so. But, yeah, that's kind of what we're looking at right now. I love it. I've been thinking we should do this for a while. Uh, it's really a good way to engage, get some people some good beer, and, uh, you know, up the listeners, see if... Uh, See if we're doing anything worth a damn. Uh, Chad, why don't you uh, close us out with something? Don't try to try not to give too much away, but um, you know, you guys did such a good job last week, and uh, we had a pretty big, the best IPA brewer in the country on our podcast. <laughs> um, so apparently, you guys did such a good job that we got some more coming up. Can you just talk about it real quick? Yeah, um, I mean, I did make a post and to and drum free and and um, we've got a list running of some brewers, professional brewers and brewery owners. Um, I as well have gone out to some some other breweries locally to me, um, and I'm encouraging you know all my fellow co-hosts here to do the same. Um, but we do have uh, a surprise coming up later. Uh, in the next couple of months, we're working out some details, but uh, we're going to we're going to start uh, talking to some major breweries uh, across the country here, and um, I'm really excited for for these segments. Um, I think, um, and Chris has said this a few times. I think we're going to try to do this every other week. That way, we don't you know get burnt out on talking to people, and, and also so that we don't fly through the list. Um, but uh, yeah, we, we got some exciting things coming up. We also got some exciting uh, besides just the biff that uh, that Butler um, w- was pointing out. We're also in, in the group chat. We're we're talking about some other ideas as well. So um, you know, you guys stay tuned. We appreciate you guys listening. And uh, you know, we're finally in a position. Um, we're hitting over. We're, uh, we're averaging about two to three hundred listeners a week. And that number keeps growing every week. I'm seeing the trend. We're, we're we're starting to get a lot of traction, and we appreciate you guys listening, sticking with us, sticking with me through my drunken rambles sometimes. And uh, you know, we definitely appreciate you guys, and and we're going to start to really show it and give back. Yep, it's never been a better time to be a drama-free listener. Um, I love it. I love uh, what, what we got coming down the pipeline. I liked tonight. I liked last week. And I think uh, it's been about 55 minutes. I think it's about a good time as ever to call if anyone else has anything else to say. Uh, speak now. Otherwise, uh, cheers. And until next week, huh? Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening, as always. Um, we appreciate you. Uh, we appreciate you indulging us, uh, our, our famous fantasy. We plan to get rich within about uh, 18 months, and we won't forget you guys and, and girls that helped us along our way. So, um, yeah, thanks for helping us keep going, guys. Sweet, Joey. 
Like same thing I always say, fellas. Be well. Be well. All right. Uh, yeah, I agree with everything Chris said. Thanks for listening. Uh, you guys rock. We're going to get the beer forwards out. We're going to, you know, we're going to get it rocking out there. What's so funny? What am I doing? <laughs> Just what you said. Sweet, Joey. <laughs> oh, whatever. You know. <laughs> uh, we ended we ended on top. We ended on a high note. What do you want me to say? I'm, I'm smiling. Uh, yeah, that's it. Thanks for listening all. Chad, I guess take us out. All right, guys, you know the drill. Uh, leave us some feedback in the comments. Look out for the post. Look out in the beer community. Get us some content. Uh, you know, we truly like talking about what you guys want to hear. Uh, we can't come up with content ourselves sometimes, or else it's just uh, me and Butler fighting like two brothers. So, um, give us some comment, hit us up in the comments, uh, and uh, I love you, Butler. You know that. But uh, hit us, hit us up in the comments. Give us some feedback. If we're doing something you guys want to hear or, or change. Um, you know, let us know. Well, we're definitely open to suggestions. And how can we change it? I know this is what our 19th episode, and uh, you know we get better and better every time. So we want to, you know, we want to be be we want to do what you guys want to do and and talk about what you want to hear so uh let us know and uh as always drama free be well be safe um i'm gonna keep stealing joey's line here but uh he it's such a perfect line so see you guys later thanks for listening welcome to the drama free podcast For your mama. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Tax day is coming. Oh no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC.